0: Welcome back to the view, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me this week is my co-host, Victor Adams. Yes, and uh, I have a
1: valid reason why I was out. I <laughs> oh, forgot really? to what mention was that I was—you uh, know—I was in Tupelo for behavior Health Conference.
0: It's only like an hour away, dude. You could have made it. Well, you know, I, I had to be there for two, th- two three days, yeah. So. I know, I know. I knew you were out, and thank you for allowing Tom to sit in. I think he did a good job. He did. He, he, he Awesome. He gave you some credit there, too, so. Well, I didn't do anything. Well, yeah. He, yeah, but he he was talking about he had a big seat to fill, and I agree with him, so. Well, hmm. But I'm glad to have you <laughs> back here this week, and, you know, we were, you and I were talking in the last couple of days, what are we going to talk about this week? Right. And, uh, you know, we talked about this before that, You know, a lot of times look back over the week and see what's happened and kind of put that in perspective and turn into a show sometimes if that's what the Lord wants. And, you know, Friday there was a a reading that just really grabbed me. And we've had a lot of guys, you know, Tom, who was co-hosting last week, has mentioned to me before, why don't you guys do a show on like routine that helps guys or or talks to guys about putting a routine in their life. Nick Roberts, a friend of ours, he's said that a couple times. He texted Mm -hmm. me last week, why don't y'all do a show on routine? So I thought about that and as I read the the uh, daily readings Friday the first reading was from Timothy was from 1st Timothy's Paul's letter to Timothy right right and the end of the reading said this it said but you man of God avoid all this instead pursue righteousness devotion faith love patience and gentleness compete well for the faith lay hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made the noble confession in the presence of many witnesses that's 1st Timothy 6 verse 11 through 12 But what struck me about that was he said, compete well for the faith and lay hold of eternal life. So when I read that Friday, I thought, do I? Do I compete well for the faith? You know, when you say that and you listen to those words, that's a completely different way of saying I'm living the faith, right? When I read that, I thought, that's a question I wanna ask every man and woman that listens to this show and right now I'm gonna do that. So as I asked this, like, stop and think about this, be honest with yourself. Do you compete for the faith in your life every single day, and what does that mean? Because you're either competing for the faith, you're you're doing the things that you know you need to do. You're, and he even says here, like lay lay your lay hold of the eternal life. So when you compete for something, that means there's a prize to be won. You're competing for something, right? If you're playing football, the Super Bowl is your deal, or the championship in your conference, or the national championship. You know, baseball's the World Series. All of these things, you're competing for something. So when he says compete well for the faith, that means that you're competing for the prize of eternal life. So are we doing that day in and day out? Are we taking that seriously and doing the thing that we're called to do? Because if you're not, then you're conceding. In everything you're doing, you're conceding that victory. You're conceding that prize when you do things like choose to watch television instead of pray. You know, choose to sleep in on Sunday morning and not go to Mass. All these are things you're conceding instead of competing. And I know there's so many men in our in our faith and in Christianity period, they're doing that on a regular basis. We're conceding and not competing.
1: Right. And what, what you're going through as well is uh, the competing process is like, for instance, when we were young, right, we saw maybe a female, someone that we we're interested in talking to, but then we also knew there are other people interested in that individual as well, right? So what did we do? We either stepped up our game or we did what we could to get more attention, right? Mm-hmm. So if we can do that so easily in our lives for other things, why is it so difficult for us to do that for righteous things?
0: Right. No, then you're exactly right. That's one thing I was going to bring up. You know, there's another verse from, from uh, St. Paul. It's in uh, 1 Corinthians nine twenty four through 27, where he stays on this theme. He says, Do you not know that the runners in the stadium all run in the race, but only one wins the prize? Run so as to win. Every athlete exercises discipline in every way. They do it to win a perishable crown, but we, an imperishable one. Thus, I do not run aimlessly. I do not fight as if I were shadow boxing. No, I drive my body and train it, for fear that after having preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. That's a loaded scripture. Right, Right, it is, he says a lot of things. But to your point, like we compete well for the things in life trophies in sports, sports itself, jobs. Recognition,
1: recognition of job. Yeah, promotion. Who can put yeah. up
0: the most weight on the bench? All those things that we do as men, right? We we will we will bleed and, and have to take an ice bath for three days to win something. Something tangible. But you know, because heaven is something that we see now, we can't see right now. We have this intangible vision of it. And so we don't compete well for that. The one thing that's gonna matter, not only to ourselves but to our friends and to our family is eternal life and getting there. and so, But that's the one thing that we don't compete well for. Because if we did, we would train every day. You know, that's what I was saying, like every moment when you go, you know, I know I really need to pray, but instead I really wanna watch like the four episodes of whatever TV show it is that I I haven't haven't seen. I wanna catch up on that. Or I know I need to go to a daily mass, but you know what? If I do, that means I gotta get up at 6.15 in the morning. I don't really wanna do that. I like my sleep. Um, I want to say a rosary but I don't I don't want to, I don't want to take the time to do this or that and that's a problem that means you're not competing that means you're not getting in the game that means you're sitting on the bench you know and I get tired of the sports analogies but for this this is, this is perfect for that because there's I mean I know in my life there were times and still I have to fight that that's what it means to compete every day there's a lot of people out there that would say I'm Catholic or I'm Christian but all that means is like if you're filling out a form, That means like, okay, yes, I'm tall, yes, I'm white, yes, my name is John, yes, I'm a male, yes, I'm what religion? I'm Catholic. That's the extent of a lot of our faith, is it's just how we identify ourselves. But are we living it? And that's the difference between competing and just being at the game. You know, we've gotta get off of that bench and get into it and do the things that God's calling us to do every day in our life. And we've talked about so many of those, you know, through all of our shows, forgiveness, Am I competing in forgiveness? In, in anger? Am I competing against that anger and in, in, in learning how to not to, to do that? Am I competing with my humility? Am I doing all of these things that we've talked about over 35 episodes that make me the person every day that's training? You know, we're so concerned with our, with our competition and everything else, like you said, but in our, in, our, um, in our spiritual shape, that's not what we do. We'll go to the gym and work for hours to be the most ripped guy in the world but we don't work on our spiritual aspect at all. And so that's what I, when I read that I thought, man, what a topic for a show. Yeah. To really, because I know what that makes me feel like. When I I ask myself that question, am I competing for the faith? I I believe that I am. I, I do things all day long that have taken me a lot of time and discipline and routine and sacrifice to be able to do. And you know, this morning, for instance, I went to Mass. You know, I went to confession today. I've said a rosary today. I'm here doing this. Are you on fire, you know, it's man? It's just well that's right. th- but those are the things that I've learned that I sure. know I need to do in my life. And I'm not saying it to brag or say, look at me, but those are the things I know that I need to do in a routine. So that's how I wanted to answer that question today. And 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 there's a there's a lot here to talk about. So I want to give you a minute to throw your thoughts in, but we want to I want to talk forward yeah. more about competing and routine and all of that.
1: What I like about this is is thus I do not run aimlessly. Right. I have a plan. And so you know, because we, I'm very good at running in an aimless direction because you're always chasing the next thing that'll make you happy or feel good or, or, gosh, thank goodness the check finally came in that we've been waiting on. We can actually go out and have date night or something. You know, you're you're constantly like fixing the house up, fixing the mm-hmm. garden up, uh, you know, making sure that the kids are where they need to be. Yes, if a kid got a scholarship. So we're always kind of like checking off, like, okay, this is making me happy here. This is making me happy now. And so what he's saying here is like, Stop running aimlessly. You yeah. know. You need to run in one direction and that direction is what? Yeah,
0: towards heaven. Towards, towards heaven. Eternal Salvation, yeah.
1: right. And focus only on that. I mean mm-hmm. that's the race you need to run to run is is keep the faith. You know, we're all gonna die. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And so and you never know when. We never know when. So why not begin that running that race, you know, valiantly now, with virtue and with dignity and with honor and seeking God, you know, honestly with your life. And, and stop trying to push him off because you got to answer emails early in the morning before you get to the office sure you know like you said we i think we give we cop out guys too too much you say if you just give god five minutes you know but you know what you need to do more than that you need more than five minutes guys you really need to kind of you know l- like start lifting the heavy weight in prayer and yeah. you, need to, you need to do start doing more stuff and we're challenging you this because because this is where we are in our lives mm-hmm. you know you challenge me and i challenge you you know, and in our group, we do the same thing, right? You know, who are we to be brothers if we can't challenge each other to
0: grow as a group together? Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, what if, what if we change like that? That you know, when you say the word "compete," to a man, it's like they, you 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 hit a nerve, right? Yeah. There's something there that you're going like, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose. I don't, I don't lose. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a man. I don't lose. I'll do whatever it takes. And we do that on everything else in this world, but we don't do it on the thing that's going to matter, at least not on a consistent basis. As a group of, of a demographic in the church. We just don't, you look around and the men are missing. And we talk about that all the time. So what do we have to do? We have to, you look at anybody like Michael Phelps or Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods and granted all those guys have had you know gambling issues. Obviously Tiger Woods had a, a sex addiction thing and Michael Phelps smoked pot. Take all of that out of that. And let's just talk about them being the greatest at what they've done Because right. they
1: focused their ever. energy on that.
0: Right, like right. that's the thing. They had a plan. And so those guys, you know, my, when, when everybody else was out partying or watching football games or, or doing whatever else it was they chose to do, Michael Phelps was swimming. He was lifting weights. He was eating the foods that, that he didn't want to eat probably so he could be in the best shape to compete. He was doing all these. He was sacrificing. Michael Jordan was doing the same thing. We've talked about Larry Bird. Sitting there after practice every, every day shooting a 1,000 shots when everybody else was gone. Been gone for hours. But he sat there and he did that because that's what it took to be the best at what he did. Tiger Woods, same thing. I've read so much about the practice he had from time he was four years old. But he gave up so much because that's what was the most important thing to him. He wanted to win the Masters. He wanted to break all the records. Michael Jordan wanted to be the best basketball player ever. Michael Phelps wanted to be the best Olympic athlete ever. He w- he did that, eight gold medals or whatever. But it's because he had to sacrifice. And that's one of the biggest things that most men don't want to do in in competing in the faith. Is I, that means I've got to sacrifice. That means i got to get out of my comfort zone. That means I've got to do things that are hard. And they're different, they're gonna challenge me, and I'm not used to that. But guys, it's just like when you go to the gym the first time. You know, you, you had not been in years, you go work out, you wish you hadn't, you know, for the first week. But when you can get through that, when you can push through, when you can start that routine and start building into that, that pain goes away and that joy comes and it becomes a natural part of your life. And that's what you have to do to compete in the faith, the most important thing there is. And when, think what happens when people see Michael Phelps, when they see Michael Jordan, when they see all these other athletes, name whoever you want, anybody that does anything well in their lives professionally and in the spotlight, these singers and all that. The one thing is they inspire people because they go, man, they do amazing things, but the people that really understand what it took to get there are the people that are inspired. Like, man, how many hours did he have to do that? And so if we're doing that in our own lives, if we're competing that way for the faith, for Jesus Christ, every single day in our life, think about who you're gonna inspire. Your children, other people's kids, people's wives, the church, the parish, everything be changed when you get up and you compete every single day for the lord
1: right and you said some a while back one of our shows like if you get the man you get the family mm-hmm. and if you get the family you get the kids and you get the kids then you have a whole a family that's holy a family that wants to do well and wants to grow and wants to also you know have a, a god center of their life and and that's what we're doing i mean we're, we're talking to guys who, who, who probably go to church who haven't been in church in a long time we're not evangelists, you know, we do the best we can to set a, say a message, but what we're asking for you guys is to kind of start, it's time to stop hitting the snooze button on your right. spiritual
0: life. Well, that's, that's the thing, like you look at it, and and that's a lot of things, A lot of the extent of a lot of people, men and women, is I go to church on Sunday. And, or I do everything in the church, but the spiritual life, the competing interiorly for your spiritual life is not there. It's like showing up for a 5K wanting to win and walking. Right, Like that's the thing. You're never going to get to the place that we're called to be if that's the extent of your faith. And this is not to be judgmental or anything. This is a cry for something that we've come into an understanding of is that God wants more of us. He wants that. We talked about this two weeks ago on the the podcast two weeks ago, uh, that God wants to be the number one priority in our our life. And if we're going to be the people that we're called to, if we're going to compete for that prize of eternal life, we've got to be. We've gotta do those things, we've gotta put him first and we've gotta do that, we've gotta compete then. Like you can't just say, God's the number one priority in my life and it be so. Mm-hmm. You have to act, that requires action to be so. When I was working for my for the my company in the secular world, I was salesman of the year in the company you know, a couple times. That took a lot of work, that took a lot of dedication, a lot of getting up, a lot of staying late, a lot of these things to achieve that award. And that was great, and there was money prizes and all these things, but none of that, like we'll do that in the corporate world. Every guy out there dreams of being the most successful at what he does, True. right? Yeah. But no one is dreaming of being the most successful spiritual person in the world, right? We just don't dream of that. For some reason, we put it in another category. That's just something, if I if I meander through life and I'm a good guy and I'm nice enough to people and I give a little bit of money here and there, and I'm just gonna wind up in heaven, and, and Jesus tells us over and over in the scriptures that's not the case. Like you've got to put all your everything you are into this. Everything. And and there's so many people like you can look around that aren't. And we just think like, you know, it's not a big deal and I'll get around to it sometime. But man, we've talked about it before. You don't know when sometime's gonna be. Right. Like when that number gets called and then if you're not working every single day, this is like it's almost like paying for insurance, right? Like I'm gonna put in the work so that when this does happen, I'm prepared. I don't have to worry about it. Like if I get hit by a car tomorrow in a nasty wreck and my wife and daughters and my son are left without their father and that source of income, they're going to be taken care of because I I prepared for that. They're going to have money because I was, I was looking to that future and I made sure they would be okay. That's what we're doing when we're starting to become the men that God calls us to be and putting into practice the things that Jesus has told us to and the things that we need to be as a man. And guys. We see all these things in the world, manliness with sports and achievement in the world and what car I'm driving and what ha- the biggest house I can have. All that is BS. It doesn't matter. You wanna be manly, you wanna be seen as somebody that could compete the star in life, do it in the church. Do it to lead other people to Jesus. That's what we're called to compete in. That's why Paul talks about it. If you, go- if you Google Bible verses that have anything to do with this theme, Paul speaks about it so often. And it's because it's inspiring, and it's what he's calling people to do: is to compete well.
1: Well, Paul competed well. You know, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, you got to remember where Paul came from, right? Paul came from uh, the 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 sad the, the Pharisees in the sense of law is law, and that's it. That's you know, do what you got to do by law. And with the opening of his eyes in the road to Damascus, closing them and then opening them again, he saw the true sense of self. Right, the whole reason we're here to do is to serve others and to grow in our faith, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I think he's, he's showing us a motivational quote here, you know. I mean, um, we really got to pay attention. He wrote exactly, for, I think, for the masculine side of, of us, you know, to really say this is what's important, guys. Like you said, it's not important what, how much we have in the bank account, you know. Right. It's not what you're driving, and, and it's more so what you're doing to change lives around you. You know yeah. that's that's the basic ministry that we're all supposed to do is is to change the world where we live
0: right and right. whatever whatever we get involved with we should have that desire to want to do it well right I get married I don't want to be a mediocre husband I want to be a great husband. Right. I want, like, you if know? I
1: if I go first, I want her to myth- mythologize me. You yeah, know? that's <laughs> like, right.
0: <laughs> well, like, if I have, I don't even know what that word means. I don't you know, know, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm already saint, you know. No, okay. <laughs> but, but uh, like, with the kids, I want to be a good father. I didn't get, I didn't have a kid and go, I want to be a terrible father. Right. Or I want to be a mediocre father. I'll show up every once in a while, and I'll, now, I did that in my life because of addiction issues, but, like, I didn't set out with that mindset. I always thought, I want to be good at it. Mm-hmm. The difference was, I didn't put in the work. And I had this conversation with Jacob the other day. You know, we're, he loves soccer. And we're playing competitions, competitive soccer. That costs money. I mean, it's several hundred dollars. And then you're investing time in, you know, out-of-town tournaments and all these things. And you're inconveniencing other members of the family and stuff like that just to be able to do this. And so I told him, he's like, well, you know, he came home to the last game. He's like, Dad, I'm not as fast as everybody else. And I don't ever get a shot on the goal. And I just don't think my footwork's as good. And I'm like, well, son, what? Have you, how many times have we have this conversation? Like, when are you going to practice? Mm-hmm. You don't practice. The only time you practice is when you go to the organized practice. You you don't get in the backyard. You don't you don't work on your footwork. The coach gives you all these drills, and you don't do anything with it. And I started thinking about that with this talk, and it's like God gives us all these opportunities, right? We've got the scriptures, like the playbook, the the routine that everybody's asking for is in there. Right. right. Get the in it and are learn in the it. Book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's that. We don't use it. There's you know confession. How many times do most men go to confession? I mean, I'm sure there's guys that go out there once a month, and good for you, maybe a couple times a month, but there's more that don't. You know, go to confession. Every time you go to confession, you're competing. Going to Mass, we have an opportunity multiple times a day. You can go to Mass, I'm just thinking right now in Memphis, you can go 615, 815, 12 12. in most places, 530. I mean, there's four or five opportunities every single day to go to Mass. So if this one doesn't work, you got this one. If this one doesn't work, you got this one. It may require you giving up the lunch hour to go do that, but what's going to be better for you? The fact that you you know, you know, took down that foot-long subway club sandwich or that you went and you spent some time with Jesus. So that's how you compete well, by doing these things and saying, You know what? To be better, to be the person that God calls me to be, I'm going to sacrifice some of these things. And that's what I've told Jacob. You are not going to be any better of a soccer player until you decide you want to be a better soccer player. Sitting here and talking about it, wishing it, isn't doing a thing. All it's doing is wasting your time. If you want to be better, go out there and put in the work. And that's what we're saying to men today and women on this show. If you want to be the person that God calls you to be, if you want to go to heaven, that's not some... If I go to heaven, people speak about it as if, like, I hope I get to heaven. If you want to go to heaven, the ball's in your court. You just have to put in the work. And there's so many times, just like the man that that, that walked away when, when he asked Jesus, how do I get to heaven? And he had to give up the thing that, Jesus, that he didn't want to. He obviously didn't want to get to heaven more than he did his treasures. He walked away sad, but he walked away sad because he couldn't give up the things that he wanted to give up. He realized that it didn't matter to him as much as he thought it did to go to heaven, and that's the thing. Like when I said earlier in the show, we have to concede. We're conceding when we choose not to compete. It's because everything we do. When you compete, you have a rival, right? Like if you're competing by nature, you're competing against something or someone. So we have to realize that that rival is the the world, the flesh, and the devil. That's what that is.
1: Right as 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 fathers to the mammon, you know, we're all chasing after a a dream of success
0: so if we're yeah so if we're not competing then we're conceding we're conceding that rival so every time like men that hate to lose think about every time you choose not to pray every time you choose not to go to confession every time you choose not to go to mass every time you choose not to spend time with your family you're conceding that that moment that that smidget of victory of heaven is i choose this over that and that's what we've got to start looking at, is breaking our life down and looking at this. It's not this just, well, I'll just I'll kind of stick my toe in. You yeah. know, I'll get in the game if the coach puts me in. But that's it. No, we're called individually, all of us. That's what we have, in, you know, unique individual gifts. We all have something to contribute to the kingdom, to contribute to getting people to heaven. And we've got to get off the bench and get in the game. And that requires what everyone is asked about, routine. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But that's... That's what it's really called to. We're in control of our future, and we need to stop acting like we're not, like it's just up to something or someone else. If we live the life, if we follow the instructions, if we live the routine that God has called us to and given us everything we need, he's given us the priests, he's given us the parishes, he's given us the mass times, he's given us the Eucharist, sacraments, he's, everything. all these yeah. things. Right. It just takes effort on our time, and more often than not, that's what's lacking. Yeah, and when you make
1: that step, when you make that deci- decision to start falling in, and really laying your life open to to receive the Eucharist on a daily basis, go to confession as two weeks or often, often as you need. You know, you you start finding yourself changing. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like I said, I'm not a big emotional guy, but like because you know if you don't judge, you know, faith on emotion, you know. It's part of, of a trans uh, transference of, of your faith in the sense that yes, I I love what I'm doing. My prayers, you know, are changing me, and I feel good because I'm following a virtuous life. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, you don't want to, to make a decision on a feeling because guess what? Feelings are they're too poor. They're fleeting. Yeah. They're fleeting. They're, they don't. They're never constant. And so that what we're saying is that when we win in life, you know, we get that euphoric. Uh, feeling of, yes, I'm first place, whatever, but guess what happens? That f- goes away. It goes away, yeah. You're because looking for the next high. you looking for the next high. But with with competing with faith, and chasing the the, the race, and finishing the race in faith, guess what happens? The the never fleets. Well, you know, it's true. It's like there.
0: When you learn to love what you do, like yeah. work, you know, the people that really love what they do, it doesn't become work anymore. And that's what happens when you put in this work, because you start to build a relationship with Jesus, and you live better, you're better for others, you, you, you're you able to give the gifts that you've been given. You realize that life isn't about you, it's about others. And, it, and this doesn't become work. It becomes a fun competition. It becomes what I want to do because this makes me better. And so for people that would want to know about a routine, a plan, first thing you gotta do is get off the bench. You gotta make sure, you got to decide that you want to compete for the faith and that, that you're going to live the way we're called to. Get off the bench. Pick a routine, whatever it is. Find those things, prayer, uh, confession, regular mass on top of Sunday once a week, adoration, whatever it is that works for you, find it and stick to it. And do something more than what you're doing now. Right, train every single day. At the end of the day, look back at your day. The daily examination of conscience could be, did I compete today? Did I? I, Let me look over my day and see if I chose God today over everything else or if I sat on the bench. And then keep your eyes on the prize. You know, it's easy to get lost in the day-to-day routine, but remember, what am, I, what am I doing this for? I'm doing it to get myself, my family, and everyone I know, everyone I come in contact with, to heaven, that eternal, you know, to lay hold to eternal life, like we said in the beginning in that verse from Timothy, and to compete, so at the end of it, you could say, when you meet Jesus, you could say, Lord, I gave my best every single day. I fell, I failed, I know that I let you down, but every day I can say that I tried, that I tried, that I didn't let a day pass, without giving everything I had, or something I had to you, Lord, and making the center of my life. And for the days that I didn't, I'm sorry, but I tried the best I could, and I, tr- I competed well for you. And that's what Paul is calling us to in a lot of parts of the of the New Testament when he's writing to the people he loves. And that's the important thing to look at, too. Timothy, he says, my beloved. So you know this is someone he cared for and he was delivering a very powerful and important message today, not only to Timothy, but also to us. So, You know, as we get here to the end of the show, I really want to leave with like one more quote from St. Paul because it really fits in well here. We've heard it a million times, but it's something we should all be able to say. I have competed well, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. That's another one of his famous quotes. And guys, when you leave here today, just make the decision that you're gonna compete every day in your life so that you can sit there and say to the Lord when you see him, I have kept the faith. So Victor, it's great to have you back in the pew. I missed my brother last week. Guys, just do the things we talked about today. Wake up every day and say, I'm going to compete at the end of the day. Look back and see if you did. So let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we give our all to so many things in this world that won't matter in the end. We concede to the distractions and the noise of the world. Help us to train and build routines that will keep us in spiritual shape. And Father, if we are to compete for anything in this life, let it be for that prize of eternal life with you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.